I'm Audrey Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of the San Francisco Chronicle, and today on Fifth Emission, we're breaking down all of the coronavirus efforts at a state level. Governor Gavin Newsom had a news-filled afternoon press conference today announcing efforts such as mortgage payment deferrals, new information about testing efforts, and data about how the state is collecting information about who has the virus. And joining me to talk about all of this is Sacramento Bureau reporter Alexi Kosif. Alexi, um, the governor had a lot of announcements at his press conference today, and I think the one that is going to be of most interest to everybody is this idea about mortgage deferrals. So, Do I not have to pay my mortgage anymore? So this is another one of the temporary assistance that the state is trying to provide to people during this time. So the governor announced that some of the major banks, including Wells Fargo, U.S. Bank, uh, Citibank, and JPMorgan Chase, have agreed for 90 days to... either suspend payments or put off foreclosures on homeowners who are struggling with coronavirus, uh, the fiscal impacts of the virus. So if people have lost their jobs or have taken a hit to their business and are having difficulty coming up with the money to make those monthly payments, they can reach out to those banks and get a waiver essentially for the next three months of payments. And depending on the bank, that could mean that the due date is just extended out beyond those 90 days, or there may be other ways that they're dealing with it to reduce the payments or come up with a different way for people to, to adjust those so that they can deal with that financially right now. So last week, um, there was already some temporary moves in this in this direction countrywide when um, the mortgages backed by Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, and the Federal Housing Administration, they were already going to halt foreclosures and evictions for at least 60 days. Today's announcement seems to go much, much further than that. Has Has this ever been done before on this scale? I think we're en- we're entering that territory now with this virus where there are unprecedented sort of moves happening all the time. So not only are these major banks getting involved, but there's several hundred state chartered banks and credit unions that are also part of this effort. And it's just a very widespread sort of... Uh, you know, a a very widespread sort of action that you don't see because there's just a recognition right now that the economy is grinding to a halt. So many people are out of work or or losing money. And there's just a real inability right now for a lot of people to pull together the money they need in order to to make these kinds of payments. Now, you mentioned um, four of the five big banks agreed to do this for 90 days. Uh, the governor also said that Bank of America had agreed to a 30-day payment waiver. Um, but the bank is telling the Chronicle that they're going to do this until the crisis is over. So it sounds like a pretty um, a pretty cohesive uh, agreement on the part of the banking industry. Yeah, the, he... The governor kind of publicly shamed Bank of America a little bit, but the bank said it's it's doing it 30 days at a time. So they're they're you know trying to be a part of this effort too. 
uh, it's an interesting sort of development just in the way that the banks have come to the table on this um, because, you know, just a week and a half ago or, or two weeks ago, there were a lot of people pushing for the governor to to take executive action to essentially force this sort of thing to happen and, you know, give people that relief instantly. And he instead, as he has chosen to do on many of these sort of statewide actions, to go to the industry that will be affected, to sit down at the table with them and to try and get them to do it voluntarily, which is ultimately what he's gotten them to do here. Yeah, it, it brings to mind the car emissions agreements that he got some of the car manufacturers to do um, even over the protests of the Trump administration. Absolutely. And and, you know, that was that was that's a very interesting sort of example of of his approach that he's taken here in many different ways with the with the virus response, because all along the way, he's sort of been ratcheting up California's response by using guidelines rather than orders. And, you know, he encouraged or told people not to have large gatherings, but he didn't force them. And as soon as he announced that, Disneyland says it's going to shut down. He doesn't have to make them do it, right? You know, all these sorts of things until finally he gets to the point where he decides that we need a mandatory stay-at-home order and by that point, everything is almost shut down already just from people taking those steps themselves. Yeah, it's it's I think we'll have a really interesting political story to to tell when when this whole thing is over. One of the other things that he has been getting some flack for, however, is when it comes to renters. So it's one thing to get the banks to agree to not send people to collection and not collect mortgages and defer that. But but a lot of renter rentals um, advocacy groups, they they want him to be more forceful when it comes to protecting renters. So tell us about that debate. So. Absolutely. The renter advocacy groups say that this is just as essential as the mortgage relief. And in many ways, it goes hand in hand. And they have asked that the governor issue a statewide moratorium the way that some other states have, like New York, like Oregon, like Kentucky, to essentially suspend the ability of landlords to evict renters who can't pay their rent and uh some he the the governor gave cities and counties authority last week to do this themselves if they want to some were already moving in that direction including san francisco even before the governor signed that executive order but he said it was sort of clearing the legal hurdles out of their way to do that but advocates say you know so few have done it. There's more than 500 cities and counties in California. There's just so many different lo- local governments and fewer than 50 have taken the step to actually move in this direction. So while some of the big ones have, like Los Angeles, like San Francisco, like Oakland, that still leaves a lot of people you know, hanging out there, not sure whether come April 1st, which is only a few days away, they're going to be able to pay their rent and they're possibly going to be looking at being out on the street in the middle of a stay-at-home order. Does the governor have the authority to say you're not allowed 
to collect rent if somebody's affected by that. I mean, what's the legal authority that he has to even do that? And this is the complicated thing. And he has said that one of the reasons that, you know, he, he's been reluctant to move in this direction is because there are some legal questions around this. But the idea wouldn't be saying you can't collect rent. It would be essentially putting a halt on eviction proceedings so that, you know, the courts wouldn't be processing those those cases for, you know, 30 days, 60 days, who knows how long. And that would still require people to ultimately pay the rent later down the line, but it might give people a little bit more time to get that money together when they're working again. Or some people are hoping for the state or federal government to intervene and and help people out with some financial assistance. Right. Well, we we do know that it looks like Congress is is has agreed to give checks to people who are making um, 70000 dollars, I believe it is, or less, and then decreasing amounts if you earn more than that. And that certainly is going to help a lot of people with their rent if they if they have lost their job during this time period. Yeah, that's going to be crucial for a lot of people. But unfortunately, you know, one of the problems about living in a state like California that is so expensive is that even if you get that $1,200 from the federal government, that might not even cover one month of your rent here, you know, especially in a place like the Bay Area. Or even a few weeks of your rent. (laughs) Yeah, especially in a place like the Bay Area. So a lot of people are looking at a really tough situation right now. And advocates are pushing the governor to act before we get to the point where there are landlords taking people to court when when they may not even, you know, feel comfortable leaving their homes to go fight an eviction order. And what did the opponents of this say? Because I have to imagine that just like um, the renters would be put in a in, in an untenable situation, if landlords aren't getting the money they might not be able to pay their bills either exactly it is it's a it's a difficult it's a difficult financial situation no matter what and it's basically a question of who's going to be left holding the bag some of the landlord groups like the California Apartment Association have actually started to put together their own guidelines and basically ask their members to be more forgiving and follow certain guidelines about you know, uh, you know, giving people essentially more time to to pay the rent and things like that. Because I don't think anybody wants to be seen as this heartless villain in the middle of a crisis like this. But in turn, they're also asking the state and federal government for help to get them through any uh, any extended amount of time that they may be left with a significant amount of renters who can't pay you know what they owe. So um this kind of relief that the um that the state announced today for mortgages is one of the things that could be helpful to landlords, you know, who may own rental homes or you know rental apartment buildings and now have more time for themselves to, you know, pull together the money they owe on the mortgages for those buildings. Right. And I think the the thing that everybody is going to want to know in all of this is how do I, if I need this help, how do I get it right now? We have a lot of resources up for people 
um, on sfchronicle.com that we've uh, maintained. But how did people get help uh, from all of these proposals that the governor announced today? So right now he's telling uh, he's telling homeowners that they should reach out to the bank that holds their mortgage in order to um, in order to deal with that, you know, directly with the company because different companies are going to have slightly different policies about it. Um, now, one thing he did warn is that because this is a brand new announcement that, you know, people could be slammed with long wait times to get through to, to you know, sort this out with the banks. So if you're able to hold off, you know, that it might be worth waiting a couple days or weeks in order to allow that activity around it to slow down. And then in terms of the renter thing, I mean, we're not we're not seeing activity at the state level. It may still come. He hinted today that it's very possible that if if he's not satisfied with what cities and counties are doing, that he may still do a moratorium on the state level. But right now it's still up to cities. And so, you know, people are going to have to look to their local governments like San Francisco or Oakland for assistance on on that issue. I'm speaking with reporter Alexi Kosif about the governor's announcements today in terms of how we're going to come out of the coronavirus pandemic and the economic impacts of it. We'll be right back after this. Alexi, no doubt the biggest news that he, uh, the governor had today was this moratorium on um, uh, or this this relief for mortgage payers if they're hurt by the pandemic. But he also had a lot to say about testing, which, you know, in every one of our editor meetings, I just I'm obsessed with this idea that we are not testing enough people in California. And, and I don't know that we've had a really good explanation as to why it is so difficult to get tests done of people. So what did the governor have to say about that today? One thing he did announce today is an updated number for the number for the number of tests that California has conducted that looks significantly different than what we've seen before. It's been inching up for weeks now and today he said that actually the number of tests is more like 66,000 which is almost three times higher than just the number he gave us yesterday. So there's, you know, there's a question there about how the state has even been accounting for who's tested and how many people have been tested. There's so many different labs, commercial labs, public health labs, hospitals that are doing tests and how they're reporting that to the state and how the state's accounting for it. All of that has, you know, clearly been a muddle so far. Yeah, I mean when the when the number seemed to uh, almost triple today, um that's not because we did 40,000 tests yesterday. Those are tests that have been ongoing and just have taken a while to actually tally, right? Right. It's that. It's that. It's the state counting them in a different way. I mean, you can see that they've clearly you know, they're clearly reacting in a way to some of the criticism or some of the concern even that the state is not doing enough tests. I think they're trying to, you know, put out a message saying 
we're doing more than you realize. But even still, the governor has expressed repeatedly that the state is having trouble getting its hands on enough tests to do the amount of testing it would like to do. And that a lot of that has to do as, you know, my, as our colleague Aaron Alday has reported, uh, you know, a lot of that has to do with the issue with the components of the test themselves that, you know, the state, even when it's get, getting its hand on testing kits from the federal government, for example, they haven't always come with functional pieces. Sometimes the chemical reagents aren't working properly in order to conduct the test with that particular kit. So there still is sort of a crunch in terms of 